We continue the gathering conversation today. We've been talking about this for a few months now, and, and the first part of it was, who are we as a gathering, as a body of believers, as the, 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 you know, the people of God meeting together for worship and to serve God, to see the kingdom advance, those kind of things. And then we went into the, uh, next gatherings conversation, which was more about who am I as a follower of Jesus? What does it mean in my life to be a follower of Jesus? What characteristics are not the checklist of following Jesus? Jesus, but what characteristics are produced when I follow Jesus? What does it look like when a person is just sold out to follow Jesus, to go after him, to be after him, to do the things that, that God leads in our lives? And so we went down the list of the priorities and the surrender and the sacrifice and the abiding and listening and obeying and, and loving. And, and today we're talking about sharing and I titled this, Tell Who You Know. All right, because uh, um, uh, when I was a little kid, and, if my, and my sister, I already looked on Facebook. My sister's watching this morning. This is a this is a legend in our family. When I was a little bit kid, my dad took me uh, Christmas shopping for my mama. I think it was Christmas. It might have been birthday, but it was some reason we went shopping, and we went and uh, bought my mom something that she really, really wanted. It was a, 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 a electric mixer, right? Sunbeam electric mixer. It was around. I mean, I wasn't probably, I don't know, three or four years old. Anyway, I, I didn't know what diplomacy or decorum was. On the way back from shopping for this mixer, my daddy said, if your mama asks you, tell her we went to the hootie peck to see the hooties. Well, even for me, that didn't make any sense, right? So I go running up the sidewalk to my mom on the st on the front porch of our church, and I said, "Mama, we went to the hootie pit and got a mixer," <laughs> which led my father to teach me a principle later in life that you don't have to tell everything you know, <laughs> right? And that, that's kind of where, where today I want to say you tell who you know. The gathering conversation leads us down to this next to the last, con last topic or the last attribute or the last characteristic of a follower of Jesus. Followers of Jesus share Jesus. We talk about Jesus. We talk about what he means to us. We talk about how important he is to us. We tell others what a change, a difference he has made in our lives, what it means for us to be followers of Jesus. You know, I, I sort of liken this to grandparents. All grandparents, raise your hand. Right, see, grandparents. How many of you love talking about your grandkids? Yeah, you love it. You know why? Because you love them. So, so if we take that principle and consider it, do you love talking about Jesus? See, why? Why are we supposed to love talking about Jesus? Because we love Jesus. Right? We love him. He has made such an impact on who we are and in our lives that, that, that quite honestly, I think it's a natural byproduct of loving Jesus that he comes up in, in, Almost every conversation. Okay? I mean, we should talk about the impact that Jesus has in our lives in everything we do. 
See, I'm already excited about this. So we're in Matthew 5, but I want to pray before we read, all righty? Good morning, Father. I just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you that, God, we've got this. I mean, last night when we went to sleep, we didn't know that the morning would come. And yet we've got it. You've given us this incredible gift of another day. And so, God, we praise you and we worship you in this. And so, God, as we look into your word now, we want to hear you. God, I've been listening. I've been driving a, a good bit this week, and I've been listening. And, and God, I, I, I am so grateful. God, just in my own life, what you've done, what you've accomplished. God, I know me. Oh, my. And God, I thank you that you redeemed me. You saved me. God, I thank you that even now you're refining me and you're transforming me into the image of your son, Jesus, from one degree of glory to the next. And God, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that God, God, I know that today uh, is better than yesterday, but not what it's going to be tomorrow. So God, I thank you. I thank you that in this moment, God, I just celebrate you. God, help me to be the man that you've called me to be. God, help us to be the people that you've called us to be. God, help us to seek, to share the hope, the love, the promise that we have in your word, that we have in Jesus. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew. Chapter 5, often characterized as the Sermon on the Mount, and indeed, I believe Jesus preached on a mountainside, probably a whole lot more than once, okay? The message that Jesus preaches, I think, is a recurring message. I don't think he preached the Sermon on the Mount once and put it in a file somewhere and said, yeah, I'll go back to that when the next pulpit committee shows up, right? No, he preached the theme of God's kingdom. All the time. He preached the, the expectation of God's people all the time. This is what he says in, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. City situated on a hill cannot be hidden. Cannot, not ought not, not may not, but a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay? No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house in the same way. I want you to acknowledge what this is saying here. We all know you take a bright light and you stand it up for everybody to see it. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Folks, the expectation of God, God's people, is that we shine Jesus is that we let others know what Jesus, who Jesus is to us, 
what he means to us, what he's done in our lives, what he's accomplishing in us. You see, Uh, it it is an expectation of God that we share Jesus. Uh, The friend of mine who who developed the outline of these 10 characteristics or, or the 10 marks of a disciple is what he originally called it. He now has a whole website called, I think it's G3, The Imperative Lifestyle. That that these characteristics are produced in the life of a follower of Jesus are an imperative thing. See, if people aren't seeing Jesus in you, then you don't have enough Jesus in you. It's an imperative lifestyle that Jesus just sort of flows out so when i look at this i i think why why is it an expectation of god that jesus comes out of us i mean god's put it in us god's pouring it into us non-stop all right so 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 the the be filled with the spirit be ye being filled with the spirit of god is god pouring into you all the time doesn't stop it's not a once and once and done thing God is filling you up all the time, right? All right. So why is it that the expectation is that we share Jesus, that we pour Jesus back out? Because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody. I don't care who you run into, they need Jesus. Maybe they got Jesus. Maybe they maybe you run into them and man y'all start that Jesus conversation and it's just man y'all end up in worship together. Uh, maybe maybe they got a uh, an introduction of some kind of Jesus but it's something that's not biblical. Some some maybe 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 all well good and everything y'all heard me say it so I'm going to use the word again. Maybe what they got is churchianity. Some kind of religiosity. I, I love somebody said to me this week, said, Oh yeah, my mom, she she's a she's a great Christian. She, she goes to church religiously. And I was like, uh-huh. What does that make you? <laughs> right? See, we're followers of Jesus. He is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the Messiah. We are followers, disciples of Jesus. And and that is quite honestly a consuming thing that we follow Jesus. And that is the most important thing in our lives. If you're evaluating your life right now and you're going, wait a minute now, my grandkids... Uh, Bible calls that idolatry. Okay? Now, everybody needs Jesus. You know why? Because nobody's getting to heaven without Jesus. Nobody. There is this sort of thing. Man, I drove way too much this week, to be honest with you. Had to go back to Maryland and, and come back, but I was listening to some learning opportunity in the form of podcasts. And and this idea that, you know, all religions, all roads, all belief systems lead to God somehow. I'm going to share with you a very offensive, not biblical expression. 
Okay? I just want you to know, all roads do not lead to God. Only Jesus will get you to God. Only. Now, you can disagree if you want to, but like I said in the Acts study this week, you're not disagreeing with me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one, not the Hare Krishna, not the Buddhist, not the Muslim, not the New Ager, no one comes to the Father except through me. Everybody needs Jesus. Are you spilling it out? Are you spilling Jesus out every day? See, it's like a, it's like a cup that's just too full. And do you know that, that you can have a good thing and give it away? And, 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 and maybe you don't have as much or, or any of that good thing at all. But no matter how much Jesus you give away, you still got as much as you started with. You can't give it all away. Just keep giving it. Okay? How do you share Jesus? You share Jesus because you know Jesus. And, and if you got Jesus and you don't know Jesus, now we've got a little bit of a difficult statement there. See, if you got Jesus, then, then, then you know Jesus. And if you don't know him well enough, that's okay. Because guess what? You're alive right now. You can get to know him even better from this moment forward. You share what you know. You share what you know. You, all right, so in John 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. In Matthew 5, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Some people would say, oh, see, Jesus contradicted himself. No, he didn't. See, what Jesus has given us is this message of the light. The light came into the world. We beheld the glory of God. That's what John 1 says. See, a city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. All right, so this is the point where I had planned to share with you my story about living in the mountains again. That in the wintertime, at night, you see every house on every hillside. But I thought I would share with you about my podium this morning. So I want to ask you, now we're going to take a little impromptu survey here. All in favor, raise your hand. Okay, few, few. This this beautifully decorated podium. All right, all opposed by like sign. I'm being Baptist real quick here. Okay, so a lot of you like it. Well, I'm not opposed to it, but I have to tell y'all. <laughs> Y'all are going to be offended at this, but it's okay. It was done as a joke. 
Because when, when, when I talk about Christmas decorations, I say, folks, less is more. Accent the room. Don't overwhelm the room. We had a guy decorating a gentleman in a deacon. One of the deacons in the church was in charge of decorations down at First Baptist Buford. All right, first of all, let me ask y'all, did anybody miss this when they came in the room this morning? I didn't think so. It was obvious. This is a city on a hill right here, y'all. You can't miss this. So this, this, this gentleman, and, and I'll tell you his name. He's passed on. He was a dear brother in Christ, but his name was Bice Wallace, and he was in charge of decorating the, the worship center at First Baptist Buford one year. Probably multiple years. But it was a big, it was taller than this room, I think. And, and there was this archway kind of thing for the choir loft about right here. And then the choir loft was back here. And he hung this gold lame from the rafter, like in this, this draping kind of thing. I mean, lots and lots of gold lame fabric. And so when you walked in the room, you just saw this. <laughs> and I remember standing next to I said, Bice. And it was it's all of us. There were four of us pastors on staff back then. And I said, Bice, don't, don't, don't. Is it a little much? And he said, and this is exactly what he said. He said, it does look, he said, it does look a bit like Jezebel's boudoir. <laughs> So when I stepped in here to put my message notes in the Bible this morning, I had a note right here on the podium. It said, we wanted you to have your own decorations. And then in parentheses, it said, Jezebel's boudoir. <laughs> Folks, this is what... I, now, I don't mind it. She said, she said to me, she said, you can take it off if you want to. You can get rid of it. We just did it for your own personal decorations. And I was like... It's fine. I, I'm not, not. It's green, LeMay, but anyway. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> oh, my, what that must look like online. All righty. <laughs> All you folks on Facebook and whatever, there you go. Um, here's the point. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. It's, it's, it's elevated. It's raised. It's obvious. It's different from what you're used to. See what I mean? See, if you're full of Jesus, and Jesus is just running out of you, It'll be obvious. It, it, it'll be different. It'll be noticeable. See? And when you travel through east, uh, western North Carolina in the wintertime, at night, you see the lights everywhere. In your, I was amazed. I'm not going to say you would be amazed. I know I was amazed at how many houses are actually built on the side of mountains. In the summertime, you can't see them. 
In the summertime, it's, it's leaves and, and forests and stuff, and you don't know they're there. And you ride through at night in the summertime, and, and it's not speckled lights everywhere. Jesus is saying, he says, you know, a city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, remember, uh, he's speaking in a, in a pretty desolate kind of, it wasn't all as desert as, as, as we sort of characterize it to be because the valleys and there were, it, it was the land flowing with milk and honey. So, I mean, it, it was a fertile plains, but, but the hillsides, you see, you, you couldn't hide anything on the hills. And if there were lights and lamps and, 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 and lights on the, on the walls of a city, it was an obvious thing from all the surrounding area. And that's what Jesus is saying. I want you to get the context in the first century that Jesus is saying that light on that hill, that city can't be hidden. Folks, Jesus in your life cannot be hidden. kind of prompts the question though if it can be something's wrong okay there's some self-evaluation that needs to take place like it says in in romans 11 not wrong uh first corinthians 11 examine yourself see examine yourself no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. You know, what's your first thought when you see that phrase? No one lights a lamp. Now, you know, in the first century, a lamp is a, a little clay bowl with some oil in it and a wick hanging over the edge, and it's burning. All right, so you light this lamp and you put a basket over it. What's your first thought? It's going to catch on fire. Now, baskets are valuable in the first century. You don't burn a basket, Right? You, you, you don't put a basket over a lighted flame. See? Uh, you, uh, no one lights a lamp and, and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lamp stand. You, you light a lamp for the purpose of giving light. Right? I shared this a few weeks ago when we talked about followers of Jesus walk in the light. I talked about these new LED flashlights. It amazes me that the old flashlights I used to have were sort of yellowish. Their light was. Now these new LED ones, man, it's white. And it's a white light for a long ways, right? And, and, and my dog knows where to go because I shine the light out. Remember I talked about my dog. I, 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 there's a fox out back somewhere. I don't want him having dinner on my dog. So I shine the light. When Jesus is in our lives, we shine Jesus like that light. You see? And if you're not shining Jesus like that light, then you're, you're not doing what, what is by design Jesus in you. Okay? Um, the lampstand, light on the lampstand gives light to the whole house in the same way, in the same way. All right, so you take the light, you elevate it, you put it up, you put it in a first place, you put it in a prominent location, in the same way. Let your light shine before others. Now, back in the mid-70s, I think, I, I remember this conversation um, with with my mom specifically 
Uh, we, she signed me up, and I've shared this story before, so if you remember it and don't want to hear it again, just stick your fingers in your ears. But um, she signed me up for a class called WIN, and, and the W-I-N stood for something. It was a Baptist witnessing program. And so we so we went in there, and here's what I remember most about it. Yeah, we sat in class, we learned an outline and, and a witnessing kind of paradigm, and and yet they handed us pipe cleaners. I'm 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 a 13, 14 year old kid. Man, you hand me pipe cleaners, that's what I remember. I don't remember anything about the outline. I don't even remember what win stands for. But I remember pipe cleaners. And I remember that we were told to it was it was a learning little project, you know, it was an educational tool designed from this pipe cleaner what sharing Jesus might look like. Okay, let's think a minute. How are you going to shape a pipe cleaner to to communicate what evangelism essentially looks like? Right? I remember what I did with it. I made a cross. There. My mom made a hand. And I was like, we each had to explain our thing. I said, well, evangelism means the cross. Yay, I get an A. Right? My mom made a hand, and, and for her it was like, you know, God sticking his hand out to, to people. I was like, okay, I remember those two things. I don't remember what anybody else in the class made. Then I remember we, we went out into the community to knock on doors and, and go in people's houses and talk about Jesus. I remember it. I was a teenager, right? I went, went to Columbia Bible College. I learned a new witnessing outline. I went to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. I learned another witnessing outline. I, I was encouraged as a pastor to lead churches in the faith witnessing outline. I, I went and got certified in a, a building witnessing relationships outline. And, 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 and folks, I am so certified in evangelism. Oh my goodness. Can I just, I, and I'm, yeah, get all the tools in your toolbox you can get. But share Jesus. Share Jesus. Share the Word of God. Open the Word of God and let people read about Jesus. You see? Tell who you know. And if you don't know Jesus well enough, get to know Him better. Get into the Word of God. I've decided just this past week, the last couple of weeks actually, we've been talking about it for a little time. Starting in January, uh, we're going to go all the way through the Bible in 2022. We're going to start in Genesis, and by December... Now, some of you who've been here a while know it took me three years to get through Acts. It took me like 13 weeks just to teach through Titus, right? So we're going to do Genesis to Revelation in 12 months. You better bring your seatbelts. We're going to go with it, all right? I'm going to encourage you. Topically, the passages that you need to be looking at as we do it, all right? Because here's the bottom line. 
Old Testament, New Testament, everything in there, whether it's the Torah, the Pentateuch, whether it's the, the, the histories or the, or the, 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 the poetry or the prophecy or the New Testament, the Gospels, the letters, it all points to Jesus. Tells us about Jesus. All the way back to, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a, a glimpse. The first message on the second Sunday of January is going to be entitled, God said it, don't miss it. Don't miss it. The Word of God. All right? Everybody needs Jesus. You know Jesus. Introduce him to the people you come in contact with. Share Jesus. Give as much Jesus away as you can give away. It is not merely an expectation of Jesus' followers, right? It is a characteristic of Jesus in you that you give him away. I was told by somebody I respect a great deal and everything. They said, well, I'm, I, I, I feel very uncomfortable with evangelism. I, I just don't think God's given me the gift of evangelism. Right? I mean, some people are naturally gifted at it. I've never felt like I was naturally, by God's own spirit, gifted at it. Right? But you know what? I don't have any problem telling you about who I know. I have any problem telling you about who I know. All right? Know Jesus. Give him away. You'll find that when you give him away, you got more of him than you started with. Okay? That is absolutely a characteristic of a Jesus follower. Jesus' followers share Jesus. All right? Hey, we're celebrating Christmas. God gave us Jesus. See? He, he was born, yes, in a manger. And, and yes, we like the picture. And I don't know how many... Some of you... <laughs> people running around... We were at a Christmas party Friday night. People running around counting nativity scenes. Lots and lots and lots of nativity scenes. It's fine. Just give Jesus away. Just keep giving Jesus away. I hope that, that you will see and understand when God gives you the opportunity this Christmas season to tell others about Jesus. Well, what's I, I? I was distressed yesterday. I got five minutes, so y'all just hang on. I, I was at Sam's Club yesterday, right? And and I asked Angie. I said, Angie, do we have Christmas cards at the house? She said, well, I don't know. I, I'm sure we got some, but but we could use some more. And I was like, All right. Well, they got like multi-pack boxes right over yonder on that shelf at Sam's Club. And so we picked up one, and 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 there was no mention of Jesus or any scripture, or any passage, or anything. And then there was a four-box pack right there. And, and I picked it up and looked on and read on the end, the, the spirit of the season, the, 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 the joy of Christmas. The, I was like, there's, there's no Jesus in any of these. 
I'm not buying these cards. Say so we got to go find Jesus Christmas cards. Right? See? Share Jesus. Subtle ways, little ways. Wear Jesus Christmas shirts. Right? Find ways to share Jesus. We 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 share Jesus because we know Jesus. We share Jesus because everybody needs Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. So, there you go. Absolutely a characteristic of Jesus' followers. Jesus' followers share Jesus. Okay? I hope this Christmas season, Christmas, yeah, I call it Christmas, this this season in which we celebrate the birth of the Messiah, right? We've got lots of opportunities to worship together. But do you know, as we announce and publish this little announcement sheet right here, see this, and they're on the posts. If you want one, this tells you all the Christmas stuff right there. I bet you'll have five times that many opportunities. You'll have that many opportunities to worship collectively, but you'll have five times that many to tell others about Jesus this holiday, this Christmas, this season of celebration. Don't miss them. Don't miss them. All righty? Well, here's how it starts, right? To share Jesus, you got to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. We want to introduce you. Uh, see, if I were, to, <laughs> I'm not going to pick on Don, but I will tell you, if somebody were in here and say, I don't know Jesus, I'd go, Don, get him. <laughs> see, if you don't know Jesus, we want to introduce you to Jesus. Okay. Maybe you know him, but, but you got a lot more institution than you do, you know, living Jesus inside you. Maybe you've got a lot of world overwhelming you well in the world when we we do things the way the world does things a lot of times that's sin bible calls it that that'll crowd out jesus in you god says confess it not to me to him repent turn from it maybe now we've had a lot we've had quite a few folks you know, approach and say, I want to join the gathering. You can be a member, you know, that, that, that quality of membership. You know, you can be a member of the gathering. We'll tell you how. You got to know Jesus, right? You got to have been buried, you baptized, because that's the way we do it. We'll dunk you under the water and, and bring you back up. Right? We've got about five people waiting to be baptized right now. And, and some are going to wait till Easter because Easter Sunday in the ocean is a cool time to be baptized. Baptism doesn't save you. God saves you. God saves you. See, baptism is like, you know, the, the, the marriage announcement. I told y'all a few weeks ago when we did the ordinances that uh, I was in love with Angie before I married her. I knew her before I married her. 
right? The marriage was just when we told everybody in the world we're together for life, right? That's, that's, that's the way baptism represents our burial and our resurrection, okay? All right, if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Pray with me. Father, again, I thank you for this day. God, a day that you've called us together to worship and celebrate you. I pray, God, that for every person in this room, God, that if there's one here that doesn't know Jesus, we want them to know Jesus. And God, all those that belong to you, God, I want us to live a life of proclamation, of declaration, of uh, of sharing the greatest thing, the greatest person in our lives. God, help us to willingly tell others, share others, share with others, live out our relationship with you. God, as we sing this last song, I just pray that folks would respond to you, move their hearts. God, help us to, to run towards you. God, I just pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.